all state employees and for uh, teachers and school employees as well. I mean, look, you have almost 2,000 unvaccinated adults going to work in schools every day with children who can't get vaccinated. That's dangerous and unacceptable. And that's the state treasurer, Seth Magaziner, Democrat Rhode Island. He's with me. Good morning, treasurer. Thanks for coming. Good morning. In. Nice thanks to have you back. Thanks for having me back. Pandemic hit, yeah, right? it's we, good to be back. We've Thank had you. you on Zoom, but not in. Nice to have yeah. you. Uh, at the top, we heard you say you're going to end the insider, uh, not trading, but the insider relationships yeah. in Rhode Island that have plagued government. Now, some might say, well, wait a minute. You're, you might be an insider on another level. Your father was Seth Mag, uh, was uh, Ira Magaziner. You're tight yeah. with the Clintons. You've got more money than anybody else. And people don't give to outsiders, so go ahead and defend yeah. that. Well, I'm running for governor because I want to build a stronger 21st century economy for Rhode Island. We're at a very critical moment okay. in our state right now, and we have an opportunity to not just go back to where we were before the pandemic, but to build an economy that is stronger and more broad-based and more robust than what we've had in the past. And it's no secret in Rhode Island that we have many things going in our favor, great location, culture, natural beauty, some very strong economic anchor institutions, but our politics have not always been an asset in Rhode Island's economy. They've at times been a hindrance. Okay. And we cannot have leadership in Rhode Island that is anything but honest, ethical, in it for the right reasons, and that's the way that I will govern as the next governor of, of Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, I know, but yeah. defend yourself. Anybody can call, oh, he's an insider, he's an yeah. outsider. I mean, your father's Ira, you're tight with the Clintons, you got more money than anybody else. You were yeah. sort of groomed to go yeah. into politics after a short term uh, in finance, and then you went into politics, yeah. so go ahead and defend yourself from that. Well, I have a record, it's seven years now as state treasurer, where we have run the office Effectively, we have delivered on big initiatives like the state school construction program, like the bank local program where we've helped mm -hmm. hundreds of small businesses get loans. And we've run that office in a ethical, above board, transparent way. Mm -hmm. So I do have a record that I'm excited to tell people about because we've done it in the treasurer's office. We've produced results right. in a clean and honest way, and that's what we're going to do in the governor's office as well. Okay, well, this term insider, you know, you may have to deal with some insiders leading the state legislature over the uh, legislature. There have been uh, people there. Are you calling Governor McKee an insider? He was well, the me, mayor of Cumberland. Yeah, well, let me put it this way. There are lots of people who go into public service in Rhode Island for the right reasons, okay. and I'm proud to work with many members of the General Assembly and others who are in it for the right reasons, who are smart, committed people, and we've gotten big things done together, okay. like school construction, the infrastructure bank, et cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, as your reporting just yeah. now showed, um, you know, there have been some d stories coming out of the current administration's office in recent weeks uh, that are concerning. Okay. And in order to move the economy forward, in order to say, hey, Rhode Island is a great place to grow a business, expand right. a business, uh, people need to know that their government is being run 100% of the time in an above board way. That's one of the reasons that I'm running. Okay, um, listen, the last outsider, I think, uh, to win an elected statewide office in Rhode Island was Gon Kachiri, a business guy came in. Uh, so, and by the way, I don't mean to dwell on this term, but you brought it up. It, yeah. it was kind of your term, not mine. So, uh, you know, insider, outsider, what do you mean? Because the legislature, they're all insiders. Yeah. What I mean is that we need a government in Rhode Island that works for everybody, okay. right? Not just the people who have access. And so the way that we grow an economy is to have everybody at the table, nobody shut out. And so when I prioritize as governor things like economic development, transitioning to a clean energy future, 
improving education, improving workforce training. We will do this in a way that benefits okay. everybody, and not just those who have an inside track. You brought up the incumbent, and this is your turn here for half an hour, so you can bat him around <laughs> if you want. But all the things you just listed, he lists the same thing. He's Mr. Small Business. He was yeah. with the charter school. Now we cut the contract with the regular teachers yeah. in Providence. So he said everything you said. The Why should I swap them out? Yeah. The difference is, and the thing that I think will set me apart from whoever decides to run, is that I have a track record of actually getting things done on these core economic issues. For example, uh, four years ago, when we had a crisis with the condition of school buildings in Rhode Island, mm -hmm. uh, Governor Raimondo asked me to lead a task force to put together a plan to make a once-in-a-generation investment fixing school buildings. That plan so far, since it was passed by the voters in 2018, has put $1.4 billion toward repairing or replacing 176 schools. Those school projects are creating more than 20,000 upfront jobs mm -hmm. and are going to benefit nearly 100,000 students who pass through those buildings every year. We've done similar things on green energy through the Infrastructure Bank. We've done similar things with our bank local program where we've helped hundreds of small businesses get loans. And don't forget, on our watch, the state pension fund mm -hmm. has reached an all-time high of more than $10 billion, okay. strengthening retirement security for frontline workers. So what sets me apart, uh, whether it's from you know, Governor McKee, if he decides to run, or anybody else in the race, yeah. is that we have a real track record in the Treasurer's Office on job-creating economic issues of getting things done. And if we can do that much from the Treasurer's Office, wait and see what we do in the Governor's Office. Okay, so you have a right to crow. Let me just try to digest this. You're saying McKee was the mayor, the lieutenant governor. You don't do much as lieutenant governor. He's been on the job for a portion of the year, whereas you've been treasurer dealing with statewide issues longer than he has. I assume the same thing for Nellie Gorbea. She was the Secretary of State. She doesn't have a job creation record or things like that. Yeah, again, regardless of who decides to run and the field is still being formed, right. uh, I am confident that the thing will set us, that will set us apart is that we have a track record of real job creating economic results and we have a platform and a vision for how to build a stronger economy with more good jobs for the state in the future. Now the thing that also sets you apart is money. You have more than anybody else. How much do you have right now in the campaign ready to roll? Uh, I'd have to check, but I'm very oh, grateful. Oh, come on now. No, I know gonna, how much I have in my wallet. Yeah, you know I'm how very, much. Well, at the, last, a million, yeah, two million, at the end of the last quarter we had a million and a half dollars okay. in the bank and in, in, in our campaign account and I will say um, I'm very grateful for the fact that thousands of people, Rhode Islanders predominantly, right. uh, like the work that we're doing and have seen fit to support our efforts yeah. to help us get to the next level. I, I think that's very encouraging. Hey, listen, you, yeah. you, you're raising more than anybody else. I guess you could crow about that, too. And you said it's predominantly Rhode Island? Yes. But you have other people from out of state. Why does somebody in California give to you? You know, again, it could be somebody who I've known for a long time or somebody who just cares about issues right. like school construction, transitioning to clean energy, you know, who sees the work that we're doing and thinks, hey, that's not only great for Rhode Island, but that could be a good model for other states as well. Um, all of the money that we've raised has been in, you know, individual contributions, $1,000 mm -hmm. uh, or less under state law, and a significant majority of it has been from Rhode Islanders. Now, Governor Raimondo, was she with you? Well, I don't know. I, I, my understanding is that uh, uh, she hasn't gotten involved in the race, and I don't well, know if we the know Biden she's administration not say, will let her. But, you know, but what I'll say is this. Wink, you wink, know, nod, yeah. nod. Is she with so you? So here's what I'll say. I had um, a very productive working relationship with Governor okay. Raimondo when she was in office. Right. We worked together on a number of things like school construction, and, um, you know, she and I worked collaboratively together. What I appreciated about her was that 
she always kept the economy front and center, as I intend to do. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, she also took over the schools in Providence. Mm -hmm. We're assuming next year's the election. They're not ready to turn those schools back to uh, city yeah. control. So that's going to be your baby. What would you yeah. do differently? You've been watching this whole thing from the start. Yeah. You know, when I uh, announced earlier this week and we laid out the vision for how we build a stronger economy for the state, uh, the first thing that I focused on was education for good reason, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, the best jobs go to where the talent is. And if we're going to succeed in a 21st century economy, we have to lean into education and job training. So some of the things that I will prioritize, both for Providence and for schools statewide, uh, expanding early childhood education, delivering universal preschool for every student regardless of income, okay. um, more support for career tech programs, because you can get a lot of good jobs right out of high school mm -hmm. without a four-year degree if you have a good career tech program. In Providence, a big issue. Uh, more support for kids who English is not their first language, which okay. is a significant percentage right. of the students in the schools. So uh, I will prioritize education uh, as I've done leading the state school construction effort because that's central to how we build right. a strong economy going forward. Other issues in Providence, social promotion. They just passed the kids through. Uh, yeah. Attendance. Uh, I saw the screens when they were laptop learning. Some of them were, were almost yeah. blank. And you've got uh, work that was delayed because of the pandemic. It was a failing school system. It's still a failing school yeah. system. I mean, give the real assessment of yeah. what you're walking into here. So I think everyone agrees. When I talk to anyone in Providence, yeah. teachers in Providence, students, parents in Providence especially, uh, everybody agrees that the status quo is not acceptable and mm -hmm. there needs to be change. And uh, I think it's clear that over the past year, uh, the pace of change has slowed. And so when I am governor, I will prioritize education statewide, right. including delivering some of these changes in the Providence schools that everybody is asking for. Now, we just saw Governor McKee go through the tortuous uh, contract negotiations. So when you take over next year, that contract will still be in place. But if you prevail yeah. and you uh, even go for a second term, you're going to have to deal with the Providence Teachers Union yeah. that the education commissioner calls bullies. Yeah, well, I, I haven't experienced uh, any bullying uh, from, Very <laughs> from, from the teachers right. in Rhode Island. But, <laughs> but I, you know, what I'll say is this. Um, I want to work collaboratively, but also right. with urgency to bring real change that will benefit the students of Rhode Island. And so, you know, what I think is needed is, yes, a collaborative approach, but also an approach uh, that is urgent and that keeps the students centered in this conversation. Um, everyone agrees. Everyone you talk to, you talk to the average person on the street, the status quo in the Providence schools mm -hmm. is not acceptable. And so again, the things that I will be prioritizing, support for English language learners, career tech right. programs, out of school learning time, these are the things that I will prioritize when I am governor. State Treasurer Seth Magaziner is my guest and we're working our way through the topics. Before we get to everything, taxes and roads and tolls, let me ask you this. Uh, why do you want to be governor? I want to be governor because I think in this election, yeah. uh, we have a real chance to set the state on a course for a brighter economic future. You know, an economy that works for everybody where everyone's included. In Rhode Island, we have so much going for us, but it's no secret that over the last generation, we have lagged our neighboring states economically. And a lot of people have been left behind and left out uh, in terms of economic opportunity. But we are at this unique moment now where we're coming out of the pandemic, we're coming out of the recession, yeah. we have all this federal money coming in, and we can make smart decisions now that will set us on a better path. A path for a economy based on innovation and creativity and inclusivity and one uh, that 
allows every Rhode Islander to have okay. a path to the American dream if they're willing to work for it. But, but hold, let me just ask you, from a personal point of view, why yeah. do you want to be governor? It seems to me there are two types of politicians. Politicians who want to change the world yeah. and implement their way of thinking, or politicians who want to be a, just a good steward of the system we have. America's working. Yeah. Why do you want to be governor? Is well, it, again, which one of those do you choose? It's because I think we can do better. It's because I think we can do better you know, particularly when it comes to advancing economic opportunity and giving Rhode Islanders a path to the American dream. So no, I, I'm not running for governor to maintain the status quo. There are other people who are capable of doing that okay. and eager to do that. Um, I'm running because I think we are at a unique moment. This is a period of time that people will be studying for generations, coming okay. out of this pandemic, coming out of this recession, federal money coming in. And I want to make sure that Rhode Island makes smart decisions so that we not just go back to the way we were before COVID, but actually build something better that will improve people's lives. You don't want to make a lot of money? You don't want to go back into Wall Street, finance, things like that? No, I love Rhode Island. I mean, this is the state that I grew up in. It's the state that, you know, my wife and I have made our home here. Our child is going to be born Congratulations here. Congratulations on that. You're expecting oh, thank father. You. Yeah, yeah and, and I want my child and every child in Rhode Island to grow up in a place uh, where there is real economic opportunity for everyone. Let me just dig a little bit about two types of politicians, a good steward of the system we have or someone who wants to come in. You know, we're going through a period yeah. of social change, uh, and there are a lot of politicians out there who want to implement and impose a new order, a new way of thinking. You've got AOC stealing the spotlight down in Washington, and on and on. You've got some of them yeah. here in Rhode Island. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because your party is drifting far to the left in some respects. It's yeah. to defund the police party. It's the party of socialism in some respects. Are you pulling yeah. back to the center on that? Yeah, you know, I don't know if I agree with that characterization. I, I've always thought of the Democratic Party as being a party that has the interest of working people at heart. Uh, that's why I'm a Democrat, at least, mm -hmm. right? And I do believe that by building a stronger economy in our state where there are more good jobs and economic opportunities available, uh, we can help everyone uh, have that path to an American dream uh, for their own families. And so that's why I'm a Democrat. That's what motivates me to run uh, for mm -hmm. office, uh, for governor. And that's the kind of change that I want to bring to the state. Right. Listen, I was careful to say some, yeah. not all, in some quarters, but it is the party of defund the police and it is the party of democratic socialists. Yeah, I, I, Does that bother you? Well, again, I, I'm not sure that I agree with that characterization because, uh, you know, when it comes to policing, for example, mm -hmm. The vast majority of people I talk to, Democrats, Independents, Republicans, uh, have agreement on this with my position, which is that I'm in favor of community policing. I do not support defunding the police, but I also believe that people in positions of power need accountability. And so uh, I think if you say that to most people, they agree 100%. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I, I don't know that I uh, agree with your characterization. I'm a Democrat well, well, just, because Let me I, just jump know. in. What is my characterization? Some members of your party, some, not all, sure. a percentage, a quarter, a section of your party yeah. is defund the police and democratic socialist. I, I yeah. mean, I just can't. I'm not going to concede yeah. that you don't agree with it. I don't want to say that disagree. Some yeah. are. What I stand for as a Democrat, as a Rhode Islander, and as the next governor of the state is a state where everyone who's willing to work hard, play by the right rules, do the right thing, can build a stable life for themselves and a better life for their kids. That, to me, is why I'm running for governor. That's why I am a Democrat. And that's, okay. uh, those are the values that I bring to the table. So where are you in the, in the pantheon of Democrats? Are you a centrist? Are you left of center, right yeah. of center? Where would you put yourself? And don't say, oh, I don't like the categories yeah, myself. I don't, we all though. understand. I, what I would call myself. Bill Clinton yeah. was, ran as, you know, he <laughs> was a centrist. I, yeah, the way I <laughs> categorize myself is as a Democrat who knows how to get things done. Okay. So I do have Democratic values in the sense that I believe 
that working people deserve a path to the middle class. I believe in economic opportunity, a chance for everyone. Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, but I back it up with a track record in the treasurer's office of actually delivering big results on school construction, on small business that have impacted people's lives in why, a positive way. Why would you be shy to say, well, I'm in the center, or I'm to the left of center, or I'm yeah. to the right of center? You have blue dog Democrats in the world. Why, yeah. why, won't, you, Again, why I'm, won't you say that? I'm not into labels. I'm a Democrat who gets things done. All right. We only have a half an hour. We're not going <laughs> to beat you over the head with that. Let me just ask you another personal question. Um, do you like this? Do you enjoy <laughs> yes. uh, being batted around? You know, the I other do. day, let me add, hold, yeah. maybe we'll see. The other day you held your announcer and the reporters got a little perturbed at you for saying, well, I don't want to ask you questions here. Follow me down to Wickford. Yeah. And that kind of dominated the day. That's not the way you yeah. want the story to come out. But that goes along with it. And you have to sit here and take my yeah. questions. You may be batted around. Are you, is this for yeah. you? Do you enjoy this? Yeah, I do. And, and listen, I believe that our message is going to resonate with people. I want to get that message out, our economic message. And so, you know, I took questions from the press the day we announced. Right. I've been doing interviews all week. We have another press event in Providence on Monday. Um, I do enjoy this, and I think that when our message gets out and the people hear it, um, they'll respond well, and, you know, it'll take us to the governor's office and allow us to make some real change for Rhode Island. It's not, it's not like you're new to this. You've been yeah. the treasurer for two terms. You've had some of it, but, you know, the governor's spotlight can burn. And it, yeah. it was surprised, I think, surprisingly Chafee. Yeah. It was United States Senator, but you come back here, it's retail. You're on the news every night. Yeah. You're prepared for that? Yeah, you know, I think that, um, sure, there are sacrifices that come yeah. with being in public life, right? Like, you, you have less privacy and more scrutiny and all the rest. But to me, it's for a greater purpose. And the greater purpose is improving people's lives, building a state where everyone can have a real chance at that path to the American dream. And so if the cost of that for me personally is you know, that, uh, that you and your colleagues in the media put a little mm -hmm. extra spotlight on me, I can deal with that because you know what? Those challenges are nothing compared to what average working people are going through, and that's why I'm in this. Listen, you have to have a thick skin. So yeah. <laughs> this is the game. This is what you've chosen. All right. Yeah. Uh, I've only got a couple of minutes. Let's just do kind of a lightning round. Taxes. Would you lower taxes? Would you lower the sales tax? Um, so my priority is going to be on investing in areas that catalyze economic growth, education, innovation, 21st century infrastructure. We'll come out with a detailed policy, right. set of policy proposals later in the campaign. But would you be open to trying to lower the sales tax? It's come up in every campaign. Well, I'm open to every idea, but mm. um, we will come out with a detailed set of proposals as the campaign unfolds. You're going to keep the truck tolls up? Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I was a supporter that, you know, we need safe roads and bridges. But if I could just real quick on that. 21st century jobs need 21st century infrastructure, mm -hmm. so yes, we need to repair our roads and bridges, uh, but 21st century infrastructure also means things like broadband, high-speed rail, climate resiliency, more affordable housing. Those are things that I'm going to invest in more as well. Have you thought about practical things like the registry? Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of the things that frustrates Rhode Islanders to no end mm -hmm. is the fact that uh, many of our state departments do not operate as efficiently as those in other states do. Okay. And so we will focus on that for sure. Real quick, in the treasurer's office, yeah. when I first started, one of the complaints that I heard from people when I was running for treasurer eight years ago is when people retire from the pension system, it would take three months for them to get their first pension check. Yep. And so for three months, you had retirees with no income. So we tightened that up when I came in. We 
speeded up those processing times, people get their checks faster. It's the kind of thing that will never get you on the front page of the newspaper, but it's the sort of good government that people expect. So we'll take that same approach to all state agencies. All right. Do you think it's yeah. a good idea to, I have just a minute, do you think it's a good idea to run uh, in tandem with a lieutenant governor candidate? Do you have someone in mind? Because Governor McKee, he brings Sabina Matos everywhere. Yeah. I want to be able to work well with whoever the other general officers are. Um, so at this point, my plan is to uh, focus my energy right. on getting my message out. And how would you appeal to the Hispanic community? Just last question, 30 seconds. By having an agenda that truly serves everybody and lifts everyone up, um, by having a policy agenda that will help all communities in the state, including mm -hmm. Latino community. I was very proud this week to have some endorsements, including from the chair of the Black and Latino Caucus in the General Assembly, um, that I think is a good validator of the fact that uh, our governorship mm -hmm. will work for everybody. Well, thanks for coming in. It's been a good reintroduction, I yeah. think. You've run twice. We Two campaigns. We know your commercials. We know who the treasurer is. The governor's a different thing, though, and we'll have you on again. Thanks for coming in now. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Seth Magaziner.